Chapter 15 of Bob the Castaway or The Wreck of the Eagle by Frank V. Webster. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Nigel Boydell. Chapter 15 The Storm. Bob came down, wondering why he was not allowed to stay at the main top for a while longer. Oh, oh! exclaimed Mr. Tarbell when the boy reached the deck. You've given me such a fright. I didn't mean to, replied Bob, honestly enough. Oh, but you did. I think I'll have to go to my cabin and take some nerve medicine. The passenger left the deck and Mr. Carr said, Don't do that again, Bob. No, sir, not if you don't want me to. It's too dangerous, added the first mate. Bob was not very sharply reprimanded by Captain Spark for this escapade, as the commander realised that the boy meant no harm, but it was several days before Mr. Tarbell got over the shock. Urged on by brisk winds, the eagle made excellent speed, and several days before he calculated he reached it, Captain Spark found his vessel crossing the line, that is, passing over the imaginary circle which marks the equator. Bob enjoyed his life on board the ship more than ever, now that the tropics were reached. The usual pranks were indulged in by the sailors when Father Neptune came aboard the day the line was crossed, and Bob came in for not a little horseplay, but he didn't mind it, and in turn he played several jokes on the sailors, and was not rebuked. It was a time of freedom from restraint. Continuing on south, the eagle passed from the hot region, and once more was in the temperate zone. But now the weather, which had been fine for several weeks, began to show signs of a change. "'We'll soon be in for a troublesome time,' said the captain as he sat in the main cabin one night, looking over the charts. "'How?' asked Bob. "'We're approaching the Horn. To navigate the Straits of Magellan is no small matter. There are always more or less storms in that region, and I wish I was well through it.' "'Then we're liable to have a hard passage?' more than likely. The captain's fears were verified. A few days later, when they were within a hundred miles of the dreaded straits, it began to blow. There was a steady increase to the wind, and Captain Spark wore an anxious look as he paced the quarter-deck. Still there seemed to be nothing more than a heavy blow, and Bob was beginning to hope they might get through with less trouble than the commander anticipated. The captain had decided to try the passage of the straits, rather than to actually go around the cape. But it was not to be. The next day, towards evening, when they were preparing to navigate the difficult passage, there came a veritable hurricane. Fortunately, Captain Spark had in a measure anticipated it, and had taken in sail, bending on some heavy storm canvas which, small as it was, sent the ship ahead at a terrific pace. As night came on, the eagle was seen to be in a mass of swirling, tumbling waves which seemed anxious to overpower the stanch craft. Mr. Tarbell was in a great fright. He tried to stay in his cabin, but when the ship began to pitch and toss, he could not stand it. So donning his life preserver, he came on deck. Here he was much in the way, for the sailors had to be constantly rushing here and there, making ropes fast and attending to their duties. To add to the discomforts of the situation, it began to rain in torrents. "'Oh, I know we're going to sink!' cried the nervous passenger. 
Do you think it will be soon, Captain? What soon? asked the commander, who was too busy to pay much attention to Mr. Tarbill. Will we sink soon? Sink? We're not going to sink at all if I can help it. This is no worse than a lot of storms. You had better go to your cabin and lie down. Oh, I wouldn't dare. The ship might sink while I was in there. I know we'll get caught in a whirlpool, or in a water spout, or some other dreadful thing. This is terrible, awful, fearful. The wind was increasing, and great waves dashed over the eagle's bow. It's bad luck to have such a storm croaker as that on board, murmured one of the sailors. He's a regular Jonah. I wish he'd go below, muttered the captain, and Bob overheard him. He's frightening everyone up here, and we're going to have a hard enough time as it is without a nervous man on deck. Bob, though he was frightened at the storm, which was constantly growing worse, determined to stick it out. He wanted to see what would happen, but he saw a chance to do a service to the captain, though it would involve playing an innocent trick on Mr. Tarbill. Accordingly, when there came a little lull in the wind, Bob made his way to where the nervous passenger stood with his back braced against the deck-house. "'It'll be here pretty soon now,' said Bob, shouting to make himself heard over the noise of the storm. "'What will, my dear young friend?' asked Mr. Tarbill, forgetting his former anger at Bob under the stress of the circumstances. "'Do you mean to tell us anything else is going to happen?' "'Surely something is, Mr. Tarbill,' said Bob with an air of great earnestness moving closer to the man so as to get away from the driving rain as mr tarbill stood under shelter what is coming do tell me i am so nervous the jilla jilly wind we'll be in the midst of it soon you'd better look out the jilla jilly wind for mercy's sake what's that it's a kind of hurricane said bob inventing something on the spur of the moment only instead of blowing straight ahead or round in a circle it blows up and down. It's liable to snatch you right up to the clouds, or suck you down into the ocean. This is terrible, my dear young friend. Terrible? I should say it was. What had I better do? You'll surely be blown overboard if you stay on deck. That jilly-jilly wind is the most terrible wind you ever heard of. We'll soon strike it. There, that sounds like it now. Don't you feel as if you were being lifted up? The nervous fears of Mr. Tarbill made him anticipate almost any sensation that was vividly described to him. He was in such a state of mind that he would have believed almost anything he heard. "'Yes, yes!' he exclaimed. "'I feel it coming. Oh, dear! What shall I do?' "'Go below quickly!' yelled Bob, for that was the object he had in mind in inventing the jilly-jilly wind for the occasion. "'I will go at once!' and holding on to hand lines which had been stretched about the deck for safety, the nervous passenger made his way to his cabin, while the ship tossed more than ever. End of chapter 15